today, another explosive day in the SCOTUS confirmation hearings. Democrats now want a gas stimulus, and parents continue to fight back against pornographic material in schools. We've got all that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, today joined by Blaze TV contributor Jakub Buyans, also host of The Bottom Line, which you should be subscribed to. And when you are, you may see an appearance from yours truly very soon. That's all I'll like say. Like next week. That's and it was a really, really good one. It was fun. Honestly, that was for, for all who follow Sarah. You're going to learn a lot about Sarah, which is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, so stay tuned for that next week. Also joined by her maiden voyage on the show, we have Kim Iverson, host of The Kim Iverson Show. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. And you are from California, correct? Yeah, I live in L.A. How I'm from you, Idaho. How do you I live stand it? <laughs> Everybody asks me that. <laughs> it's always the follow-up. You are in. You live in L.A., why? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's like, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, yeah, I, well, thank you. Well, I do have a really warm weather and palm trees it's in true. an ocean, so. It's true, it's yeah. true. Yeah, she's like, so I got you beat there. Yeah. <laughs> Suckers. Yeah. And really good food. Yes, yeah. That's uh, true. Yeah. Um, all right, so so let's get into, we've been covering, uh, Kim, I know Yaku's been here, we've been covering the confirmation hearings as they've kind of been transpiring. Uh, a lot of interesting moments happening there. There was one particular moment, uh, you know, yesterday we covered the um, can you define a woman and when does life begin? Uh, those those answers, those questions and answers, I should say. And uh, But today I want to touch on something that we touched on at the beginning of the week as it was happening. Um, but the questioning has continued. And uh, I, I want to get your takes on this, which is the the child porn cases that uh, that Jackson has been a part of, that Judge Jackson has been a part of. Um, Yaku, I know that you've done a lot more digging into this um, than the average person because of the work that you do fighting against sex trafficking. Yeah. But, um, sh you know, there are there are federal sentencing guidelines uh, in all of the cases pointed out by Josh Hawley. She tended to take a like the softest uh, possible measures on anyone convicted of child porn. Uh, so. I think deservedly she had to answer for all of these decisions that she had made. And uh, Ted Cruz was uh, questioning Katanji Brown Jackson earlier. I believe this was yesterday, actually, uh, yesterday. And Dick Durbin, very, very awkward, tense moment between Ted Cruz and Dick Durbin, who does not want to uh, allow her to answer, does not want to allow him to keep questioning her. Watch. In fact, you're welcome to explain any of these cases, but let's take the Stewart case. Why Coons, did you sentence him for half the amount? You're not recognized, Senator. Senator if you, Coons. You don't want her to answer that question? You wouldn't allow her any. M Mr. Chairman, she may answer the question. I've asked her why she sentenced Stewart. You've gone over the time, Senator, by two minutes Why she? Because you've interrupted me for two minutes, Mr. Chairman. Will you allow her to answer the question, or do you not want the American people to hear <laughs> why, with someone she described as uh, well, an egregious... You know, there comes a point, Senator, where you get a little bit... Chairman Durbin, will you allow her to answer the question? You won't allow her to answer I, I, I will happily allow her to... The question is Senator, why you, thank you sentenced Chairman. Stewart, an egregious child pornography possessor... So, to, to half of the amount Please, requested by the prosecutor. Please, Senator. 
Will you allow her to a- answer the question, Chairman Durbin? Senator Coons. Well, why are you not allowing her to answer the question? There's You're not another the senator here that you've not allowed her to answer the question. <laughs> You're I'm not asking this, another question, but allow like her to answer the question, Chairman <laughs> like, Durbin. These are supposed Thank to be you, our Chairman. leaders. Why do you not want the American this people so to know what happened in the Stewart case or they any of these cases? Chairman Durbin, I've never seen the chairman refuse to allow a witness to answer a question. You can bang it as loud as you want. I can just tell you, at some point, you have to follow the rules. I, so, you know, I mean, ju- it just feels like a big production, uh, a circus going on over there. But I do want to um, to get your takes, both of your takes. And, and Kim, I don't look, this is our first time meeting. I don't know where you kind of fall on the political spectrum. So you may have a different opinion here. And we are, civil discourse is what we're about. Please so, speak freely, uh, yeah. yes, but... Yeah. Um, I find it to be a problem if there is someone who has a repeated pattern of excusing child porn. The the times that she has answered the questions, it's been very weird answers like, well, I mean, it's not really their fault if it's more easily accessible due to technology and, you know, we can't hold them to the same standards. I personally don't find that to be like an acceptable answer for it. But uh, more importantly, there are people out there who are, you know, saying things Like, um, well, the biggest critique of her seems to be around the length of sentencing on a child porn case. That's it. This is a quote that I read. That's it? Question mark? Question mark? Her record is essentially spotless. And I just take issue with that. That's it. It's like, yeah, do you guys realize what this is? We're not talking about a hustler magazine. We're talking about exploiting children sexually. That's a big effing deal. Um, And it just seems to kind of be glossed over by uh, a lot of people on the left, but specifically the leaders. And that just like is very worrisome to me, kind of raises some alarms. Yeah, I'm not really certain what the cases were in particular. Mm -hmm. So um, from my understanding, some of the cases were, you know, uh, kids even maybe exposing themselves, which makes it child porn. So even if you share yourself and you're underage, that is considered child pornography. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the cases, from what I understand, were also maybe somebody who's 18, and the, and then the the so you know we're not talking like an older man. I think when we envision a child pornography case or an exploitation case, we have an envisionment of what that case usually looks like. But in in this in some of these situations, from what I understand, they weren't quite like that. So there would be this tendency to say, you know, maybe we need to have some sort of leniency. Um, you know, in this, I mean, but overall for me personally, I mean, I, I'm not, I, I'm not going to say, okay, that's it. This doesn't matter. But at the same time for a Supreme Court justice, I'm not certain what, w- with her leniency on sentencing, I'm not certain how that totally applies to a position on the Supreme Court because she wouldn't be sentencing anybody. These types of cases would not be going in front of her. Mm-hmm. These are, the Supreme Court decides on larger know, issues about how other courts should then deal with with um, cases. So I'm not I, I and, and personally, I mean, I think we are way too harsh when it comes to sentencing on a lot of things. And maybe the cases, if we were to review them one by one, I'm not certain how many they're exactly talking about. But maybe if we were to review them, we would say some of these for sure she was maybe on the right track that the law itself is too harsh. I think the law is harsh when it comes to a lot of different topics, like marijuana sentencing, for mm-hmm. example. So maybe Quite they're... different than child porn. Of course. But, <laughs> it, but if you're exposing yourself as a kid and you're 14, 
So I would have liked to have heard that from her because I and, and you saying that is the first time that I'm hearing um, mm -hmm. of that sort of case, because all that I've been hearing from her when she speaks to it is, well, it's, you know, you spend 15 minutes and you've distributed so much content because of the Internet. Now it's different and it's much easier to distribute the content. Therefore, we have to treat it differently. Those are the types of answers that I've been hearing from her herself. Um, so that would be the kind of thing that that troubles me. What do, what do you think? Yeah, look, here's the problem with our country at the moment. We operate law in case law, and we're not written as case law. The law is the law. 17 and under, any form of child sexual exploitation, even if a child exploits themselves, I don't need force, fraud, or coercion. That is a victim, even if they victimize themselves. So that's the law. Mm. Now, all other law has to line up with that law, right? Here's the case. Eight cases out of a hundred that she's tried. Eight cases, all eight child porn. So egregious. And it's not children exploiting themselves. It's a predator making children exploit themselves, filming it. Yes, so a child, and there's even child-on-child -child sexual abuse, right? Mm -hmm. That is porn. A father filming his own daughter, raping his own daughter, publishing it, got minimum sentencing. That guy should get maximum sentencing without question. Remember, she's on the policy and judiciary committee to set policies, and she's often quoted wanting to lower sentencing. We're not talking about marijuana. We are talking about child sexual exploitation, where any culture on earth at any moment that does not frown upon child sexual exploitation, you have lost your society. Mm. Here's why it's relevant to me, Kim. It speaks to me of the individual, how the individual looks at humanity and how the individual values life. We're not even talking about abortion now, just life. Because if you cannot, as, as a mom, forget about that you can't define what a woman is. For me, this is my life's work. If you cannot defend the voiceless, the innocent, 14, 16, 18. The 14 year old comment is interesting because California right now is trying to lower the age of consent to 13. Because mm. there's many that believe a 14 year old should be able to give consent, right? No, they cannot, it's a child. Mm. We have to defend children up to 17, which is why statutory rape is there, which is why 18 and over, now I have to prove force, fraud, coercion for trafficking, for prostitution, etc. 17 and under, it's my job as a man in this country, your job to defend all children because that child probably was exploited by a father, raped at night or molested by a dad. The child is now preconditioned. That child will self-exploit. Every single trafficking victim I've ever dealt with in 20 plus years, at some point self-exploits because it becomes part of their culture. So to a judge, we won't preside over these cases at the Supreme Court. Mm -hmm. I question other things now. Because if you cannot defend life here, mm -hmm. now I must question when it does come to you, how do you look at other things? Because this is so egregious, right? So that's to me the place where it's important. Josh Hawley, why it was important to him, Ted Cruz, because it speaks to other things. I equate it to this. If you today see somebody take a stick and beat a dog to death in the street, mm -hmm. I would hope that most of humanity would go, that's not cool. I would hope that something inside you go, not okay. If you tell me, I'm cool with that, I'm gonna question everything else about you. Yeah. That's the point here. Yeah. But now it's not a dog, it's a child. Right.
But I think we still would have to go and look at it case by case. I mean, and we that's, did. But that's the point of, the, of being a judge is looking at it case by case. And I think we've seen many cases in America where somebody has been wrongly accused. You know, we see this in colleges all the time where men, for example, do not get their they don't get their time in court. They're autom- they're accused. They're automatically decided as being guilty. They're kicked out of college. And then they find out. Okay, when you actually go and look at the nuance of the case, the case was not as cut and dry as maybe what people say is, no, this was absolutely, you know, X, Y, Z thing. So I think, you know, going from a case by case basis is important. I'm not sure in these hearings if they're actually doing that or if they're just trying to get the Twitter likes and they're trying to get their little clip Mm -hmm. to circulate in order to make their constituents happy. So then let me ask you this, because I do think that that's a that is a that's a good good point. but how do you feel about her not wanting to share her opinion on any of these issues that I, I know that some people are saying, well, these are gotcha questions, but I'm not so sure that they are, because I think that they, these are issues that would come to the Supreme Court. You're talking about uh, transgender rights. That's, That's like right. the hottest issue on the left mm-hmm. right now. You're talking about uh, pro-life, pro-choice issues. I mean, these are obviously issues that are going to be heard um, at some point if they, you know, they have been, some of them have been already, probably will be heard again very soon. Um, so, like, how do you feel about her just saying, you know, well, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. I don't know. Well, I have an opinion, but I, I'm not supposed to have an opinion, but but her whole job is to have an opinion. Yeah. And so, uh, does that, because that makes me very uncomfortable that she can't just share how she feels about it. She's supposed to be making decisions on it. Well, I think Amy Coney Barrett didn't also comment on individual cases. So if they're asking specifically about certain cases, then a justice would say, look, that is not something, because you can't, as a justice, you cannot answer that question Mm -hmm. in a short little, you know, one minute answer. That takes an entire opinion. They, They craft these opinions, they write them out. They take a long time to deliberate them. So I don't think there is actually precedent. I think Ruth Bader Ginsburg might have been the one who maybe even started the precedent to not answer on individual cases. Well, what about the ones that aren't individual cases, but just when do you believe that life begins or when uh, what defines a woman? Yeah, I mean, again, I, I think that those answers are, for many of us, complicated answers. They're not exactly cut and dry. A lot of people have a variety of opinions on that. And so... Um, and I think maybe for her to say, to think, well, maybe it's a case by case issue on that as well. You know, I don't know if it's. Yeah, probably. But I'll and, and I, I hear your point. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the approach that was taken by Ted Cruz, because Harley took an approach. Senator Cruz came out, took a different approach. His approach was, I'm going to look at your body of work. He highlighted cases, but he goes in your body of work, a hundred out of a hundred. Right. hundred percent of the time when you dealt with child porn, it was minimum sentence, not 99 percent, 95 percent, 80 percent, but 100 percent. That's odd in any judicial process. If, if I look at marijuana, for instance, and I go, this judge does 100 percent the same thing every time down to the script she read to them from the bench. Right. And when she's asked. Where do you stand on this? Because really the issue was what she brought it up is what's too many? Is 10 images too many? Mm-hmm. And he said, look, 600 to 1,000. She said, well, I haven't seen hundreds of thousands. He goes, no, you say 600. She quoted and said, this is the most egregious child porn case I have seen. She tells the defendant from the bench, you have harmed children. This is the father. And then she gives him a 60% discount 
on the required sentencing, mm -hmm. but she quotes, and that's what created the outburst. Yeah. Is she was saying, answer, you say it's egregious, yet you give minimum sentencing. And I think that the alarm bells went off. When you look at her whole body of work, 100 cases she's tried, eight of them child porn, right? Sentenced. All eight of them was minimum. Mm-hmm. That points to me in a particular personal opinion, legislating from the bench from a personal opinion and not actually case by case. Yeah, I think we can have uh, probably all agree that it's just so hard because this like Congress is such a, a, a circus and a clown show. And I can't I don't know. There's a, only a small handful of people that I trust to be doing things for the right reasons. The rest of them, I'm like, I don't even know. In both I don't parties. trust. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. In both I, don't, I don't trust your yeah. intentions, any of you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's just so hard to to watch it all transpire. But um, all right, you know what? Let's let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, let's talk about the the gas stimulus that is being proposed uh, and how that would all play out. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Genucel. So um, look, I we've all lived through the past two years. And it's only been two years, but sometimes I look in the mirror and I feel like it's aged me about 50. So if you are feeling like that, let me tell you about Genucel. All right, they've got this new ultra retinol cream. And um, like, let me just tell you, it is, it's basically like a filter for your skin. It's hyaluronic acid. Uh, it's very, very powerful anti-wrinkle treatment. It's got natural ingredients. It's gonna give your skin all the benefits of a retinol without that unwanted irritation because a lot of these products are very, very hard on your skin. Not this one. You gotta go to genucel.com slash Y. Now you can get up to 50% off the ultra retinol cream. Uh, guys, you're really gonna be amazed with the results. This is what they do. They actually give you a, a money back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. They're not gonna do that if the stuff doesn't doesn't work. I'm telling you, you got to try it. Also, you will get Genucel immediate effects for results in 12 hours or less free with your order. If you go there, that is Genucel.com slash Y, G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash Y. You're getting free express shipping, free returns, great customer service, Genucel.com slash Y. House Democrats have uh, put forward a new proposal to address inflating gas prices. Uh, it's basically their proposal for everything, which is just have the government spend more of your money. So this is called the gas rebate tax of 2022. Uh, they say that it will address rising energy prices by providing small stimulus checks to lower income Americans. This is uh, an offer of a rebate of $100 per month and $100 for each dependent for the rest of the year in any month where the national average price of gasoline is more than $4 per gallon. Uh, they, of course, blame the the Putin price hike, which is very, very cute. Uh, not at all true entirely when you look at the graphs and the charts of when this started increasing. But I, you know, probably if I were in charge and had that sort of a hike, I'd probably want to put a cute name on it too that deviated away from the attention that, uh, you know, it was kind of on me. Um, so I want to get your thoughts on that, guys. But I also want to throw in here because, Kim, you mentioned you are from California. Well, I don't know how you feel about Gavin Newsom. But um, but he actually is sharing his idea. He wants to uh, he proposes 11 billion in gas price relief payments, including a nine billion dollar tax refund for rising gas prices. Let's let let's listen to him discuss this. 
So today we're announcing a $9 billion tax refund to tens of millions of Californians. $400 for each registered vehicle that an individual owns, up to two vehicles. That direct relief will address the issue that we all are struggling to address, and that's the issue of gas prices, not only here in our state, but of course all across this country. This direct relief is on top of the 10 plus billion dollars that we have distributed over the last year with the Golden State Stimulus. So all told, close to $20 billion of direct tax relief here in the state of California. And by the way, we're building on this direct tax relief by also providing the opportunity for transit agencies to provide upwards of three months of free public transit and also accelerating efforts to increase investments in pedestrian and bicycle safety. Does that make you nervous that he just keeps talking about this money like it's no big deal? Let's just throw more of and it's always like it's the government's money. It's like, well, I mean, no, it's our money or you're just printing more, which is also going to lead to horrible consequences. But what are your thoughts when you hear that? I'm curious if the people who own Teslas are going to still get the, the $400. Yeah, <laughs> repay, right? yeah, like, yeah. What, what are they going to put? Or I have a Prius. Are they going to cut it in half and say, well, you've got a hybrid, so you only need half the gas. <laughs> right, right. right. Uh, I mean, first of all, this is what they did during the pandemic, right? So there was the government relief or the, the government unemployment checks. And then California, of course, upped it because the price the cost of living in California is much higher. So it sounds like he's doing something similar. The government says, we're going to give you 100 bucks for gas. And he says, OK, well, we're going to up it to $400 per vehicle. Um, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of problems with this. For one, we don't really even we don't we're not 100 percent certain exactly where the inflation was coming from that we're currently experiencing. I know they want to put it on Putin. They want to put it where they were saying it was transitory for a long time. Mm-hmm. Then they realized it wasn't transitory. Then they were They were saying, well, it's pandemic stuff. But then they found out that a lot of the rising prices and the inflation had nothing to do with They were unrelated industries to the pandemic. So we've never even gotten a handle on where inflation was coming from in the first place. So to add the stimulus on top, which, look, people are struggling. My gas bill, my grocery bill is, Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm. close to double. Yeah. Uh, so it's a it's a genuine problem. Because gas touches everything. Right. Yeah. So that's also giving it to just the people who own cars is kind of crazy. You've got all these people who are poorer, right. who are riding the bus. But pay more for food. And they still pay mm-hmm. more for food. Or what about retired people mm-hmm. who are on a fixed income and now they're, I mean, my energy bill has gone up. We were looking at our energy bill and our even our electric bill has nearly doubled. And yet we were using less energy last February than this February. And it was still way more. So wow. we've got this huge inflation problem. They haven't been able to pinpoint it. And it very well might be on stimulus money. And they haven't been able to figure that out. So why then add to it if you don't understand where it came from in the beginning? Just going to pile this up. But it it just won't give the people the relief that they need. We actually need to correct the prices so that people can use their money and actually afford things rather than saying, here, let me just give you some more money in the meantime. The number one company in the world right now should be Band-Aid because that's what we use in this country. (laughs) Should be Band-Aid. Band-Aid stock should be through the roof, proverbially, right? (laughs) This is another Band-Aid. And so we keep in this country doing triage when we actually need surgery. We're stopping bleeding here by printing money, but we're actually allowing the cancer to grow in the body, in the country, meaning the problem is way upstream. The reason your energy bill is up is because people don't know. The energy in your house still comes from fossil fuels. Mm. You're not operating on nuclear energy where you are. And so we can't just, you know, look the other way and say, print more money. 
And, and, and who's paying for it? We are now probably seven generations from now that's, that's going to fit the bill. It's, a, it's a, a black hole if you've ever seen one. And you know it's a bunch of talking points, right? At the end there, why? Bicycle safety? <laughs> what are we talking about? I mean, st- stick on the topic here. You know, so look, it's political spin. It's easy to say the quick fix, the knee-jerk reaction, print money, send a check in the mail, okay? Mm. It is beyond dangerous. It's an election year for Gavin Newsom, so. Yeah, well, but I just, <laughs> I, I have to wonder because, you know, and again, I, I don't mean to disparage the place that you live. It's beautiful, it's wonderful, um, the, the weather is gorgeous, but the taxes are already outrageous. You've seen a mass exodus of people leaving for that reason among others. I just keep like, how do you expect the ultra wealthy to continue living here? They're not going to be able to foot this bill for all of these things that you're promising these people. Yeah, the ultra wealthy actually stick around. I mean, a lot of them, if they don't own businesses, the business owners, of course, they leave. But a lot of the ultra wealthy actually stick around because they like the lifestyle and they can afford it. And so they just eat it. You're right. It's really the people in that middle class, even upper upper middle class, class, that have to hightail it out. Because even if you're making $500,000 a year, I mean, imagine this, 500 grand a year, you still cannot buy a house in L.A. Even if you can afford a house in L.A., you can't get the down payment you need in order to compete with the people who are paying all cash for the mm-hmm. homes. Mm-hmm. So I have many friends that have been trying to buy homes at all different price ranges, and they just get outbid. There's just no way to buy. I do, too. So I have a friend who, um, where is it, San Diego? And they were like, oh, we keep, you have to you have to bid way more than the asking price, right? Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, well, we bid $200,000 over and still got outbid. And I'm just like, what? Yeah, what is the purpose uh, of the asking yeah. price at that point when you're going so far over it? Yeah, it's That's an auction. Crazy. I mean, but it's an well, auction. And the, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, can, we, can we say the word BlackRock? I mean, BlackRock is unilaterally going across the country telling, literally telling real estate agents, hey, 30% over market. Yeah. We'll come in at the first offer, 30% over market. It's, it's unsustainable. Yeah. yeah. It's absolutely unsustainable, which is, look, I love California the California I say God made, the beauty, the diversity. I mean, I can, you can ski in the morning and surf in the afternoon. It's incredible, mm-hmm. right? Policy? I mean, Venezuela. I, okay, so I know we have to go to break, but I, but I am very curious, and you don't have to say much if you don't want to, but like, do, has Gavin Newsom done a good job? Well, let me, let me ask you this. Were you in favor of his recall or not? I was very much in favor of his okay. recall. I wanted okay. him gone. I okay. still want him gone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I'm, I was very sad for you guys when that didn't work out. So was I. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You guys got another chance. Let's not blow it this time, California. Uh, all right. We've got to take a break. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Patriot Mobile. So, uh, look, I know we talk all the time on this program about making sure that you are supporting companies who support you at the end of the day, and that is Patriot Mobile. So if you are with any other big mobile carrier, uh, what you are doing is you're partnering with a company that is actually taking a portion of your money and donating donating it to values and causes that you likely don't agree with, like Planned Parenthood, like organizations that are, uh, you know, against gun rights. These, this is This is just the way of the world, right? But also the way of the world is the fact that there are conservative companies coming uh, to compete with all of these other companies. So if you want to give your money to a company that is going to offer the same nationwide coverage, the same towers as all of the major carriers, you're going to get the same coverage 
plus peace of mind that your money is supporting things like your right to free speech. You got to go with Patriot Mobile. They've got very reasonable prices. They've got 100% U.S.-based customer support, uh, and you will be able to support an organization that supports you. So you got to go there. Check them out. It's PatriotMobile.com/news. You can get free activation with the offer code news. That is PatriotMobile.com/news. I want to quickly go over this Home, de- home Depot is in hot water. So what happened was uh, there was a, uh, a, well, a very important uh, piece of paper that they were sharing in their Canada locations that mm-hmm. is training practices. So they have a unpacking privilege where it lists the definition of privilege, what they say it is, of course, but then what privilege privilege looks like. And it's like, if you're confident that the police exist to protect you, you have white privilege. Uh, If you can use public bathrooms without stairs, fear or anxiety, you have cisgender privilege. You know, one of them's class privilege, Christian privilege. Uh, And then, of course, if you don't have to think about it, it's privilege is what it says at the bottom. And then it says, check your privilege literally with the, with the <laughs> check boxes, <laughs> which like I kind of appreciate the creativity there. Um, but so Home Depot was uh, was in hot water. They released a statement that said that um, this was a resource in its Canadian division, but they said it's not part of any required programming. And this is my favorite part. They said, nor was it created or approved by our corporate diversity, equity and inclusion department. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just like, oh, well, you got one of those. So I'm sure they would have approved it had they actually oh. seen the worksheet, which is kind of the point. Um, but just this, like, why, why? Why do people who work at Home Depot need to do this? They're doing this everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah, this is part of corporate training now. You have to go through and find out about all of your privilege. I'm and- like, you're selling hammers. Nonetheless, you should know if you have a privilege while you're selling or buying that hammer. <laughs> I mean, it's just incredible. And it Guys. does and, and it does exactly what for culture? Exactly what is the net benefit or the net risk? It's dividing us. Very. It's a net risk. Yeah. There's no net benefit in yeah. this. This is divisive. Remember, I'm from South Africa. Lived the majority of my life under apartheid. Mm-hmm. True racism. Mm-hmm. Siren going off, black people off the street. Didn't read the books, lived it. Mm -hmm. Watch that transition. All this crap came as a course correction and overcorrection, and that's what we're seeing. We say it all the time. This has net negative results in culture. This drives people apart Mm -hmm. because it makes you walk around thinking, who's thinking, what about me? Do you see me? What do you think? You're not like me. You're not my type. It makes us profile. It makes literally birds of a feather flock together, right? It makes us segregate. Mm -hmm. Go to Canada. I lived in Canada. There's no such thing as a Canadian. It's French Canadian, Italian Canadian, Mm -hmm. German Canadian. They have little to go to Toronto. They self-segregate because, and I'm not surprised that this is Canada. What I am disappointed about is how Home Depot obviously also danced to the piper. Yeah, I mean, so do you agree that this is, I, I, I don't see the net benefit of, no. of any of this division. No, it's, it's, it makes things worse. It absolutely divides us even more. Mm-hmm. I mean, what we're now doing is we're saying now, I mean, could you imagine you're sitting there and you're, you're looking at this sheet and you realize, well, I, I basically don't have any privilege at all. Therefore, I'm just a, a victim. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so I, I mean, nobody wants to be told you're the weakest one here. You're a victim. Everybody else has something you don't have. 
that can't feel good, especially if you're a child and you're being taught this in school. It's negative reinforcement. Completely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I liked being told, when I was a little girl, I was raised by my father. My dad told me I could be anything I wanted to be in the world. And my sister and I both look back at that, at how our dad said to us, don't let anybody ever tell you your gender is somehow a problem for you. You can do anything and be anything. And that was empowering to us, rather than him say, well, you know, Right. Uh, men are always going to get the upper hand on you because you're a woman and you, know, you are going to have to fight harder because, you know, I mean, of course, somewhat said that you have to tell people maybe it will be a little bit tougher, but get in there mm-hmm. and do what you can and you'll win. You'll succeed or be the one to change it. Yeah. Or or cut a path for other women or, be you know, go, go. Look, this is why the old should become the new again. Little stupid things like, hey, half glass full, not half empty. Right. Literally, look at the positive. Reinforce the positive. Take the child and say, my mom never, I was raised by a single mom, never reminded us of what we lacked. Mm -hmm. Never spoke of what we lacked. So I didn't really even know. Looking back, I go, man, my mom worked her tail off. Three, four jobs. But she never put it in my face and go, oh, woe is us, you know? Right, mm-hmm. right, right. So uh, um, I want to go back to something you said, Kim, that I think is very important, which is, you know, no one wants to be the victim, which I believe is true for a, a normal person. But I do think that there is this pervasive uh, feeling in society that like you get the oppression points, right? Like the more you are a victim, the right. cooler you are. And so they kind of do. There's a certain subset of people who do. But not really. They're just using the word victim, but they're actually in a position of power when they're doing that to you. Yeah. Because what they're doing is they're saying, well, you as a white man right. are a problem. You have caused this. So when they do that, they're now belittling. Yeah. They're now in the position of power and they're using the word victim but they're not actually victimizing. They're actually empowering themselves by doing that. So it's a, it's a, it's it's a, an interesting and actually yeah. becoming the oppressor. Yeah, yeah at yeah. that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, as we know, words mean nothing these days in society. You just twist them to mean whatever. I don't know. Jesse Smollett got away with a lot of it. Case in point. I'm just telling you. That's I. When you when you play the victim card, you know what I found? Truly victimized individuals really, they buckle down mm-hmm. and fight for life. Mm-hmm. The world closes in on a real victim. They're not out there calling balls and strikes mm-hmm. and pointing. They are in survival mode. Yeah. They are fighting for survival, fighting to stay alive. They don't have time right. to go out there and virtue signal and gaslight and all these things. Mm-hmm. Beautiful point you're making. But it is a power grab in a way. Yeah, 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 it, yeah. It's, yeah that's a, it's a really interesting it's a dynamic to see, to see happening. I mean, there's no way you can convince me that, you know, I'm an Asian woman, right? So I have a couple of those boxes, or not, right. not I, yeah. I guess, fewer boxes, ch- right? Well, that you I would, could check some. Well, some, for, that's for privilege, but I have, le- <laughs> I have the, the opposite <laughs> of the, I'd have to erase those checks, right? <laughs> but you cannot convince me in any way, shape, or form that a person, a white male living in the middle of Kansas in a trailer who is high on meth and doesn't have a job and is missing his teeth and can't figure out how to, you know, doesn't have the money to fix it. I, you cannot tell me that that guy has something up on me. Right. I'm just not going to believe that. There is no circumstance where that is accurate. He does not have any privilege Good point. over me. Mm-hmm. Yes. I have to help that guy. Yes. It's not the other way around. What, what an amazing statement, though. Because if you buy into California... If you buy into the white guy that's homeless today on La Cienega, on that corner, or La Brea, right? All of a sudden, he's got privilege. 
I should not help him. Society will implode. Mm. Yeah. It will implode. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, okay, we got to take a break because I really want to get into this next story. Uh, after we thank our new sponsor, Outer. So I don't know if you realize this, but you spend about 93% of your life indoors, which is actually really depressing. Uh, but so many of the things that we love to do as people are outdoors. You know, you got the fresh air, uh, the warmer weather. I know Kim knows what I'm talking about because <laughs> she lives in the best place for weather. Uh, you've got to make the most of it this year with Outer. This is a new outdoor furniture company. Uh, they are purposely designed furniture to get you outdoors. Is more is beautiful, comfortable, innovative, high quality outdoor furniture. It's all made from sustainable materials and it is all, the only outdoor furniture with a patented built in cover so you can protect it from all of the weather elements. They've got teak chairs, they've got really awesome fire pit tables that you need to go check out. Um, they give the look and feel of what you would expect at a five star resort, but you're going to pay way less than you would at a big box store. Um, let me tell you, they've got this really cool, uh, you can actually like virtually tour people's actual setups that they have in their yards and you can see how they're using it. You can see how the furniture has held up. It's a really, really awesome feature. You're gonna wanna go and check that out over at live out, li I'm sorry, liveouter.com slash news. You get $300 off and free shipping. This is the best offer that Outer gives to anyone. You need to not sleep on this. It is only for a limited time. Get $300 off and free shipping at liveouter, O-U-T-E-R, liveouter.com slash news. Terms and conditions apply. Over in Georgia, this is Cherokee County Schools. Uh, a school board member actually cut off an angry parent after she was trying to draw attention to a library book uh, that they had in their high school library. Uh, she found it to be very inappropriate and she was reading a, an excerpt from the book and got a very interesting response from one of the school board members. I, I, I wanna play the clip for you guys, but I want to just make sure, just recognize please, this is an excerpt from a book that is inappropriate for children. So if you have any small children, uh, maybe even some high school age, you, you don't want them to hear it, this is your chance to get them out of the room. Uh, here's that clip. Here's an excerpt, and I'm gonna really try to be careful so I don't get kicked out. Excited now, he pushed into her. As she squeezed her eyes as tightly as she could, her tongue circled her lips. He pushed harder, his breath heavy and labored. She scratched his back, and he cried out. She bit his ear and pulled his hair. There's a lot more to it. It's 50 shades of gray in CCSD. Step nine, then they give the verdict and pull all those copies that we bought back on the shelves of more schools. Excuse yes. me, if you are right. Excuse me. Yes. We have children at home. I know you're saying, and I, it's really not a problem. Don't you find the that. irony in that? You're exactly saying exactly what I'm telling you. I mean, I, I just have to laugh so I don't cry. Like that's, I, oh, really, it's not appropriate. It's not appropriate for our children, but it's appropriate to have in the libraries for our children, Kim. I find that pretty comical, that, that, that exact, you know, or, oh, excuse me, stop, we have yeah. children. And, and that was her point. For me personally, though, I am very liberal on this. I don't think that there is, I, I am a, a free speech absolutist. Mm -hmm. I don't think that there's anything wrong with, being, with having access to 
whatever the material might be. So as long as it's in a book, to me, it's not harmful for it to actually be read. Um, it's one thing if this is an action of some kind, but it's in a book. Regardless, kids of, are going regardless to of age appropriateness. I mean, sex to me is not something that is, I, I, I guess I'm very European on this. I don't understand why that, why it's a, violence is an issue. We have this all over the television and in video games. Sex is natural. It makes babies. People, en it's an enjoy enjoyable activity. I don't see but why. But it shouldn't be enjoyable for children. I, right, but they're, they need to learn about it. And I don't have any problem with them learning about it even at a very young age. Very young age even. I mean, I, in Europe, they've got it on television. Five-year-olds can see it. It's not considered, an, you know, it's, it's not... Uh, I just don't, I don't really have that big of an issue with it. So, so speaking as a parent here, and Yaku, you can chime in, but as a parent here, I'm like, I, like, if that's what you would do for your kids, totally, like, that's your call. But for me, I don't want my tax dollars to go to a book that I may not find appropriate for my child that he can then go and check out at the library without my approval or vetting it or anything like that, which is my, you know. Yeah, yeah, we got yeah. two minutes. The interesting thing here is this. The woman who says, hey, we have children, she <laughs> was actually following the law because the building she's in mm -hmm. and the environment she's in is not covered under the 1970 obscenity exemption statute, but a school is. Mm -hmm. A school library is covered under that law. So by law, that mom actually was reading material that would be considered lewd and obscene mm -hmm. to the point where you can get arrested if a child was to hear it in public. Right. Mm. Because that environment is not covered, right. but a school, a school library, police department, healthcare is covered under the 1970 obscenity exemption statute, which is the point. Mm -hmm. They're allowing certain things into the classroom that in public in the park gets you in jail. The disparity, the, the disparity between the two things is not right. Why? Why can I read this in the classroom, but I can't read it in, in, in City Hall? Yeah. Why is it okay for the child to hear in the classroom? Same exact excerpt. Exactly. Just a different place, yeah. Now, yes, that's words read. But comprehensive sex ed, it's perfectly normal. The book is not just words. It's graphic pictures of girls squatting, bending over for 10-year-olds to see. With slang, right? And so, but this is the point, which is why... You know, and if I could, I co-drafted a bill that passed this morning in Oklahoma, House Bill 3702, for this very issue. And as of this morning, unanimously, 87 to 0, even the liberals voted and go, well, hold on. Reform needs to happen. We can't have these substandards. If you walk out of the school building and you show the child in the park, you go to jail. But you walk into school building, they can read it, you know. And so it's to protect children. Check that bill out. House Bill 3702. We're taking it to Texas now, Tennessee, and it's specifically on this issue to protect children. I go back to the beginning of the show. Yeah protect children and so so actually the woman speaking out actually had the law right she's yeah. like whoa, whoa, yeah, she's whoa, like, whoa, whoa. i don't want to <laughs> get you know i don't want to get removed let me be very careful but it's okay in the classroom right yeah all right we got to take a break we'll be back Don't forget to uh, go wherever you find your podcast audio, whatever you're listening to. If you are already listening on the audio podcast, you're like one step closer. All you got to do is going to take you two seconds. You go to uh, to our show 
hit that subscribe button and, uh, you know, give us five stars because we deserve no less than that. And leave us a review. Uh, that is going to be very helpful in the algorithm. And as an added bonus, you may see a review read live on air like the one today from Marsha Robbins, who said five stars. Love, love, love. I absolutely love Sarah. I love her. Pa- I, she says I love when she loses it. <laughs> that's funny Uh, she's so smart and sassy we watch the news and why it matters every evening we love the variety of guests Uh, so smart and so fun we appreciate that I appreciate you loving when I lose it Um, I don't know that management does but that's okay because you guys are fine with it, all right? So make sure that uh, you don't forget to get your review in. You may see it on the program on another day. Uh, also, thank you to Kim Iverson, who uh, was, it was great to have you on the show and get a different point of view uh, that we don't often get to hear. And also, Jakub Bullions, of course, Blaze TV contributor, uh, host of The Bottom Line. And uh, yeah, thank you. thank you. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.